You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Hour number three. The Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960 The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio at the bottom of the hour. Jamie Campbell, Blue Jays Central host, talk about the Jays weekend. Not, not the best in St. Louis. Not the best. Um, no. We also got a master's pool we want to tell you about. Yeah. Um, and our friends at Calgary Lock and Safe got a sweet prize for you. It's sweet. And also, um, we're taking your text to, I believe in the flames right now like I believe in blank. I believe in the flames right now like I believe in blank. 960, 960, name and location. But joining us now on the line right now on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline, flames analyst for Sports at 960, we say good morning. To Peter Labardius. Lou, how are you, pal? I am fantastic. There once was a man named Lou. Mm. To mm. call a game involving his country, there is nothing he won't do. Mm. So to Niagara Falls I went, and damn, am I ever spent. <laughs> and that's about all that I have. That's pretty Lou. good. Marvelous. That's very good. Take um, some notes, GVP. What did, did my hometown treat you well? Well, as I uh, tweeted you back, yeah. uh, I really did not see the place. I saw the road on the way to the Gale Center, yes, uh, which I had never been to before. Yep. Um, so I was there for four and a half hours. Away I went, back to an airport hotel, and on a 6.30 a.m. flight yesterday <laughs> in order to be back to call, you know, and do my... Uh, my real job are you uh are you a na- a good napper on the plane absolutely mm. not no Terrible. do not sleep a wink really not for no, me either all the bus all the bus travel and especially airplane travel i have done in my career you know and i've i've worked with a lot of guys who you know the engine doesn't even need to start and they're out <laughs> <laughs> and those guys just absolutely wear me out. But no, that is something like many things I have never mastered. Really? Like so what? You read nope. like what what prep? What, like what do you, what's your prep? Lot yeah. lot a lot of prep. A lot yeah. of prep. I may doze off just because of pure and utter exhaustion. Sure. Mm. For 25 or 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. But don't even remember like it's not intended. You're just out. Um, we've talked to Eric Francis a lot about this. What's your number one pet peeve traveling? Ooh. That is an excellent question. We have a couple options here. Shoes. Um, when somebody takes off their shoes. Poor overhead container etiquette. That's yep. a big one for me. Um, yeah. Stinky food they bring on from the oh, food court. Gosh, that's just the worst. Oh, and people, yeah. <laughs> please do not ruin the toilet. Yeah, mm, yeah. Please. People are animals, Lou. Especially on a plane. Well, no, no rules in the air. Yeah, they're animals. No, and <laughs> no rules in the air. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Um, it's like international right. waters. Yeah, it's like sea. Yeah. It's like on the, the sea. Yeah. 
Yeah, oh, yeah. I it's think it's the, the same. It's from the sea, all right. Um, <laughs> How people produce that coming out of anything, I have no idea. Um, but the bag, the bag etiquette, the bag etiquette is a big one for me. Yeah. Work it out. You know, don't try and jam your new Samsonite into a space that is not available. Yeah. And don't have 37 bags in your hands at the same time and hold up the line. Get in there. I mean, how many times does the nice man at the front or nice woman have to say, here's how it's done? <laughs> Listen, now, now, I will say this. Since COVID, travel has become even more ridiculous than it was, you know, in the last 22, 23 years. Unfortunately, the world changed in the travel game after 9-11. We all know that, you know, if you're old enough to remember it. Yeah. But uh, and the shoe bomber guy, he didn't even he didn't even blow up his shoes. And we got to take off our shoes because of one knucklehead. Anyway, sorry, Luke, continue. No, and and can I tell you a quick, quick little one that I just got roasted on? My mother-in-law, yeah, she uh, she loves the practical jokes. <laughs> uh oh. So, okay. Yeah. So this summer, I, I could feel like this is summer. an issue for you. Just the, <laughs> your tone of voice. <laughs> like anyway, sorry. Uh, don't misread. Don't misread the tone. On again, you know it's early. Okay. <laughs> there yeah. might be a little problem though. <laughs> So she loves the practical jokes, okay? Uh-huh. Yeah. And she's traveled a decent amount, but, you know, I, I might be the winner in that regard. Mm-hmm. So we're in Chicago. We're about to go back to Toronto this summer after dropping my stepdaughter off at university. And she looks at me as we're about to approach the security line and goes, I am not taking off my shoes. And I am, what? Not like that. But I'm thinking to myself, this is a flight in the U.S. Eleanor, you are taking off your shoes. Eleanor. So she goes, watch this. Uh Uh-oh. Shoes on, away she went. Well, what I did not know is if you are 75 or older... The shoes get to stay. <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah. See? I bet you guys didn't know that. No, I did not. No. But, but I no, think that's naive of me. us that somebody me. who's 75 and older would not be able to take down an airplane if they really wanted to, Lou. There's something to be said about that. <laughs> <laughs> there is. Well, okay. So it's like yesterday. Hey, sir. Uh, that's quite a large bag of, uh, you know, potential liquids. Yep. But Hank, there's no liquids in here. So no, I'm not taking your little bag to replace my well thought out Mm. bag of accessories. So, you know, you just take whatever you need to do over there. And keep your bag. I, uh, it's, 
it's tough. Um, and especially the, the battle for the armrest is something that we've all had on an airplane as well. Um, oh, my dear friend, yeah. Tammy Fazentino, yeah. who I traveled with for years and one of my favorite, favorite, favorite humans of all time. He has the greatest, and he told the story. <laughs> So, and I have seen this with my own two eyes. So I can't believe this has turned into travel 2023. Good morning, everyone, and welcome. Um, but here we are, so I'm going to tell it. So the last year we traveled together doing junior hockey, um, Sammy would absolutely, you know, you try to do some work on the plane, right? So there's not a lot of room to begin with. Mm-hmm. Uh, even when you're, you know, in a decent seat. And so Sammy hates it when somebody takes their seat and just as quickly as they can <laughs> jams that seat right back on your tray table. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, what, so what does he do? And I wasn't on this flight, but he tells me on a recent flight that he had, so he goes as quickly as he can to the air above him, gets it as cold as he can, and absolutely fires it on that person. <laughs> to the point on the most recent flight, apparently the guy, you know, instead of getting the bloody hint, yeah. went back into the overhead compartment and put on his winter jacket. Oh. <laughs> well done. That's a victory. I'm going to chalk that up as a win for Sammy. Put that in the but win you know column. What the best part is the best part is, guys. Honestly, as someone who has enjoyed it from you know literally a foot away, I cannot stop laughing for an hour, and it's not even the reaction of the passenger. Yeah. It's it's him and his absolute utter disgust of getting up to turn on that vent to yeah. the coldest and highest spot. I love it. It's it's what I describe as one of my favorite moments in a movie. Mm. Dumb and Dumber, when Jeff Daniels, it took me three times to see that snowball actually hit the intended target. <laughs> Because I was on my knees sobbing on the first two on the wind-up. And that's what my comparison is to Sammy just, like, jumping out of that seat and going to that vent. Got to get him. Got to ask him uh, next time he's Yeah, we got to Peter Labardius flames in. Please have him tell that whole story. Oh, yeah. 100%. And let me know when he's coming on, because I need to hear it again. For sure. Um, Peter Labardius, Flames Analyst for Sportsnet 960, The Fan, joining us on uh, the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar, guest hotline, Big Show, Russick and Rose, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems, downtown studio. Um, Lou, you don't get style points uh, this weekend if you're the Calgary Flames, but who cares? Uh, You got the four points. Um, how, How big is it just in that dressing room to finally get that monkey off their back to win a game, not only once, but twice this weekend when trailing heading in the third? Well, I thought the quote of the weekend, and I didn't even hear it, guys, until 
the start of last night's pregame show was Michael Backlund referring to Friday night's win in Vancouver as the dressing room celebrated like they just won a playoff game. And that clip in itself told me everything I needed to know about how important it was. This was a team that, as you guys know, we followed every day. They desperately needed something to believe in and hold on to and feel good about. There's not been a whole lot to feel good about. This roller coaster ride has just been something else. So when I heard that going into the start of our pregame show, that said a lot for me. And I, I listen, not because I watch a lot of Ted Lasso that I love. So good. But but as Mr. Rose will confirm, Mr. Russick, one of my favorite words in life is the C word. And it's confidence. Oh, I thought and it was another one I use stop, on the golf course stop, a lot of times that uh, I shouldn't. Thank goodness. Sorry. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm not even going to go where no, I just do at, not. Go as you were, do your uh, best. Just do power not. through. Power through. I'm going to power through. I'm going to power through. Yep. Might have to do with the jersey of an ex-wife. But anyway. Um, <laughs> and I, it, has, it also has something to do with the day of the week Tuesday, but we won't get okay. into that either. No. Okay, sorry. Good point. Yeah. All right. So belief and confidence are two of the most powerful things any human can feel. And the Flames this year with the season they've had, it's it's there's been a lot of people who have been a little shy on both. And for good reason. It's been hard. So to do it not just once, but twice, it does feel different. And I think it is different. And probably in some regards, what this group has not been given enough credit for is what continues to happen here down the stretch says a lot about the people in that room. Mm. Because there have been lots of reasons as to why they could have taken their bag and pack it up. But they're still in the dance. There's lots of work to do. But I, I do. I From the start of the year, I was a big believer in the people and the leadership in that room. And I might be, as weird as this may sound to fans and listeners, I might be as big a believer now as I've ever been all season in that wow. part of the equation. Speaking of good people, Michael Stone comes back, and it's a, a stone bomb from the point. Sixth of the season, it's the game winner. Uh, great to see that for him. And and I thought Troy Stetcher had another good game plan on his offside, too. The Stetch Dog. Stetch Dog. Uh, Stetch Dog. Here we go. <laughs> Lonnie Lingo, the Stetch Dog. Yeah, I don't know why I call <laughs> him the Stetch Dog, Lou. I Maddie, have no idea why. Maddie, you can see it right now. I got my two fingers out in the car, and you know what I'm doing with them. Yep. Bit of a toss. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I guess. Fine. Holy cow. Um, uh, Listen, I love Troy. Um, Had a couple of great visits with him. Have always enjoyed watching, you know, a player that is not very big, just compete his tail off. And it was funny. You know, you guys may or may not remember the unbelievable goal he set up in an upset of 
whatever the Russians were called at the 2021 World Men's Hockey Championship, mm-hmm. to set up Andrew Mangiapane for an overtime winner, but even had the spinorama going <laughs> early in the game last night, like the one he pulled off in that game, which still I'm in amazement of. He made good plays. He made good reads. He went to his opposite side. And if you listen to Ryan Huska, that just always reinforces it for me when I think a certain way. And then I'm lucky enough to have an opportunity to ask somebody truly in the know about what a player is doing. And that's a coach. And so I think he's been everything this team could have wanted in so many different ways since they got him, and he had one heck of a weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a factor in Vancouver as well against his former team. He had himself a, a nice little show. I wanted to ask you as well, you mentioned Ryan Huska. The, the penalty kill has been outstanding for this team over this most recent run, and, and he's a big part of that. What do, you, what do you think Ryan Huska's growth has been maybe over the last few years uh, on this staff with Daryl Sutter? I think Ryan Huska has never been more ready to be an NHL head coach. Yeah. I think he has every single thing in the toolbox that you would want. He has lots of experience. Um, you know, he's, he's coached with the Canadian junior team. He led a team to the Memorial Cup. Um, he is absolutely as genuine a person as you will ever find. And I think, and I, I haven't outright asked him this, but being around Daryl Sutter, I think now has made him even better. And the reason I say that is, you know, when you're an assistant coach and you're someone that I, like, my respect for this guy is, like, beyond belief. It is very high. And, you know, I I just think Daryl's mind, how he sees the game, um, I would actually say Ryan has picked up just a little more edge. Just a little more edge. I'd hire him as a head coach in any league in one second. That's how I feel about Ryan Huska, because I think he is the perfect modern-day communicate. He's been a great leader since he was an 18-year-old in Kamloops. His understanding of the game, um, yeah. So I don't know if it's as much about growing in that area, but it's when he says to you that he has truly learned from every single person that he has ever been around in coaching, he means it. Mm. And I think at times what gets in the way for all of us is sometimes when we're good at our craft, we have a tendency to not be quite as open sometimes to other people's thoughts and ideas in order to help us be better. Mm Mm-hmm. That's not Ryan Huska. You just look at the, like, from starting his junior career with a guy like Don Hay and then going all the way up to Daryl Sutter. Like, there's just so much to draw on from all those experiences. I'm right there with you. Excited to see what the next steps end up being. 
What's that? Just excited to see where what the next steps are for Ryan Huska, wherever yeah, they are after this year, whatever it is after yeah, this year. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. And you know what? He was very close in Chicago in the summer to being their new head coach. Mm-hmm. And depending on you know what this organization wants moving forward, some other organization wants. You're going to get a heck of a coach, and for me, equally as important, a heck of a human. Mm. So, there you hey, go. how about that big win for the Hitman? Yes, on Saturday. My goodness, and and so I obviously wasn't in a position to watch it. I will obviously be in attendance with bells on tonight. How about the reaction of the kids leaving the ice after the, the video? Win? Oh, yeah. it's so good, man. I love it's playoff like, hockey like, and junior hockey. So good upsets. Oh, I love it. Listen, that's what that's sports right there. That's it. That's why I wake up every morning looking for those kind of situations. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's the best pure and utter joy, which frankly, even in sports, we don't see a lot of. Mm-hmm. And, and it's it's now so business oriented in many ways it's so much about what's on the back of the jersey not on the front but that exuberance and passion and just i always describe some of my favorite moments in sports this way whether it's 18 19 20 year olds or even some of the things i saw recently at the world baseball classic or any other kind of events, there is nothing like grown men, grown women, you know, late stage teenagers looking and feeling like little boys and little women at Christmas. I love it. It makes my heart swell. I love it. I love it too. Um, Peter Labardius, I love when you're on. Uh, Sportsnet 960, the fan, Flames analyst. Uh, Lou, enjoy that game tonight. Uh, Enjoy the crazy week that is ahead for the Calgary Flames, and we'll talk soon. Thanks for this, pal. Okay, and I love your next guest. Just what a pleasure and a privilege it has been to be a friend and a co-worker for many years with Jamie Campbell. I will will send love uh, from you to him straight ahead, too. I'll make sure I do that. Bye, Lou. Thank you. Hi, guys. There he is, uh, Peter Labardius in the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Brought to you by Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar using the same secret recipe since 1975. Down in at 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast. Takeout or delivery at 403-248-3344. Straight ahead, Jamie Campbell, Blue yeah. Jay Central guest. Yeah. We'll give you details on our master's pool that's coming up. Uh-huh. And we'll play some text messages. I believe in the flames right now like I believe in blank. blank. It's all straight ahead. Big show, Russick and Rose, 960, the fan. Your number one spot for Flames coverage can be found on Flames Talk with me, Pat Steinberg. Exclusive interviews, trusted insiders, and the latest news. Listen live weekday afternoons at 4 or stream the Flames Talk podcast on demand. The Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Lots to get to in this half hour. Um, We're going to play some text messages. I believe in the Flames right now like I believe in blank. 960-960, name and location. Also, um, we got a master's pool, courtesy of our friends at Calgary Lock and Safe. Uh, your chance to win a sweet prize pack. Yeah. And all you got to do is 
click on a link and fill out your pool and you're in. Yeah, uh, we'll tweet out a link a little bit later on. It'll be all over the station and stuff like that. And uh, you basically go in. There's three different pools to pick from. You select all your golfers. Yep. And at the end, someone's going to win a, yep. a, a pretty wicked prize. Yeah, uh, we'll do that later on. But right now, um, the host of Blue Jays Central on Sportsnet on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. And we say good morning to Jamie Campbell. Jamie, how are you? I'm well, George. How are you? We're good. Thanks for jumping on this morning. Um, when I hear um, drop-in velocity from any pitcher, right away I get shivers up my spine, Jamie. And that's something you guys kind of alluded to yesterday um, in the broadcast before Chris Bassett's start. Is that something that we should be concerned about? Because, man, Jamie, he was hit hard yesterday. I'd say three games into the season, I wouldn't be concerned about anything. Okay. Frankly. I like that. Especially given that, uh, you know, they just came off um, six weeks of spring baseball down in Florida, and Chris Bassett has somewhat of a proven track record. And he's also not a starting pitcher known for velocity anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I find the whole question of velocity in general fascinating, um, especially when people are sort of losing their minds online about a a move from, say, 93 miles an hour to 91 and a half. Um, That said, I'm not a major league hitter, so I'm not standing in against this kind of thing. But uh, I don't think it's a huge concern. Um, You know, like every starting pitcher, it might be three weeks from now if he continues to get hit hard. Right. Uh, But this is a guy who's never been known to blow people away. His craft is that of deception changing speeds, location, more of a pitcher than a thrower. So, um, you know, it's the kind of thing that uh, we're just going to have to live with as as those who support this baseball team. I know Buck talked about it yesterday during the broadcast. Um, the pitch calm on his glove, and now he's trying to call his own pitches, and things are very janky right now with how he's doing that, mm-hmm. with Danny Jansen. And I think Buck brought up a great point on the broadcast, and you and Joe talked about it too. How has that not been sorted out, as you just mentioned, during <laughs> six weeks of spring training, Jamie? We had the same conversation watching this whole thing, knowing <laughs> that Bassett himself had said after a, a recent start, I think it was against the Phillies down in Clearwater, that he spent a couple of innings worrying about calling pitches and not worrying about the uh, the swings of the batter and and focusing on how to get the batter out and and I'm with Buck uh, Siddle and I talked at length yesterday while the broadcast was on wondering to ourselves why wasn't this dealt with earlier and I think what you'll see and 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 look um, you know neither Joe nor I are are betting people but after that game was over and we were packing up to leave we both agreed that by Friday, when Bassett starts again in Anaheim, um, that little, as I like to call it, the television remote will be on his glove side. I can't imagine he'll be the one using it first, though. Like, I just don't... um, Mm. I think think that uh, as much as baseball players can be creatures of habit, uh, based on that first result, I would think he'll probably entrust his catcher, Danny Jansen, to uh, handle the next start, which is Friday against Anaheim. We'll see. Mm -hmm. Uh, It'll catch me by surprise if he's the one punching the buttons. And I Mm -hmm. actually had somebody on Twitter ask a very interesting question. 
and it's one that I'll discuss with Joe over the next couple of days, they were suggesting that quite possibly, because some of the swings yesterday looked as if the Cardinals knew what was coming, someone suggested that maybe they've figured out, based on where he's placing his fingers on that um, on that pitch con, mm. that they knew in advance what was coming. And I... You know, I don't know if that's possible. We, we, we love baseball for all of its intricacies, including being able to read pitchers and, and you know, and, and being able to decipher signs and stuff, especially in the old days. Um, whether or not teams are going to be able to pick up on what a guy's punching into his remote is going to be fascinating over the next little while. Wild. It's yeah. what, what a time for baseball. Uh, what did you make of the other two starts we saw to get this uh, kind of season going? You had Kevin Gossman and Alec Manoa take to the bump as well. I think Manoa sort of summed it up nicely is that after all of his starts, he's happy as long as the team wins. Mm. Uh, and they did somewhat miraculously in that opening game Thursday. He wasn't sharp. Um, he wasn't sharp when he started game one of the wild card series against Seattle either. But I also think that Manoa is one of those guys who um, leans heavily on emotion, um, mm. as you've probably seen. And sometimes uh, that can impact you. Sometimes you can be a little too charged, I would think. Um, again, no concern here. There are greater concerns in this world than what's happening in the first few games of a regular season. He should be fine. Um, and, and look, <laughs> I mean, Kevin Gosman would normally be able to rely upon Matt Chapman to make a play at third base on a ground ball. Um, but you know, one small step yeah. that, uh, that went awry for, for the third baseman and, and an overthrow at first base that led directly to three runs was crushing. And, and even more crushing was the fact that the blue Jays in that second game on Saturday drew 10 walks. I mean, goodness sakes, Jack Flaherty was a mess, and yet they couldn't do anything about it. So that's baseball, guys. You guys both know this. I mean, that's just that's just the game sometimes. Sometimes it just doesn't go the way you think it's going to go, and, um, and it's on to Kansas City. Is that kind of how you look at, like, you talk about the, the base running uh, in uh, games number one and two. Like, in the first game, they have 19 hits. They're running bases, no problem. Then in the second game, they get the 10 walks, but they can't get around the base. Did you see an improvement in base running uh, from the Jays in just a couple of games here over the course of the weekend? I don't know. I mean, look, I, again, I don't know that we're, we're, we're going to be so detailed in, in assessing what's going on after three games. What you do have is a, um, an improved roster, um, and certainly, um, how can I how can I say this properly? Uh, more experienced base runners like Kevin Kiermeyer is um, is and has been a threat on the base pass for uh, for many many years. He's he's the guy that um, that easily turns singles into doubles. Um, but base running is is um, is a wonderful skill, and and even the quickest of of players in in history aren't always assured of being good base runners. Kevin Biggio is an excellent base runner. Larry Walker was always known as a tremendous base runner. And I think the acquisitions specifically of Kiermaier and Barsho are going to show an improvement in that part of the game. Uh, but again, we're three games into this. And yeah. whether, we like it or, whether we like it or not, um, you know, six weeks of exhibition baseball, when you're out there trying to 
um, you know, get your, your swing down, get your timing down if you're a hitter or work on things if you're a starting pitcher. Roy Halladay used to go out in spring games, and he never cared about the results. He could have got lit up for six or seven runs in a spring game. And as long as he uh, was happy with the sinker, he never cared about what the result was. So now we get to the point where you have to care what that result is. And it's still going to take some time for everything to come together. We saw that a year ago. Uh, and I'm sure we'll see it in time here with the Blue Jays. Uh, he is the host of Blue Jays Central on Sportsnet. Jamie Campbell joining us here on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar Guest Hotline. Big show, Russick and Rose, 960 The Fan. Uh, Jamie, I wanted to ask you about the Bo Bichette experience. Um, clearly at the plate, uh, one of the most dynamic hitters in all the game. Uh, he, he, could, he could win a batting title, potentially. I don't think that's out of the realm <laughs> of possibility uh, for Bo Bichette. But um, when it comes to his defense, too, is that just... What he is at this point of his career, you're going to get dynamic at-bats, but then sometimes you're going to get decisions that just makes make you scratch your head in the field with his glove? That's for everybody who loves this team, supports this team, buys tickets to see this team uh, to determine um, whether or not at a premium position like shortstop they are comfortable with who they have there for the next three years. Uh, and I'm one who believes a couple of things. One, he is firmly established as a tremendous hitter. There's no question about that. Yep. He's led the league and hits the last two years. Um, and they have a, the other guy on their roster the last five years, two current Blue Jays, Bichette and Whit Merrifield, were American League leaders in hits in the in four of the last five years. But where Bichette is concerned, there's no question about his ability at the plate. Um, what I find fascinating about him is that there's there's kind of two styles of defending it short for him. One is sort of in the Troy Tulowitzki mode where he's always in motion. And based on my conversations with him, he seems to be more at ease that way. But I think given some of the missteps defensively in the last year or two, he's been encouraged to be more of a steady, set-your-feet-make-that-throw type of player, the kind of player you see over at third base in Matt Chapman. And maybe there's a bit of confusion going on there as to how exactly he's supposed to attack a ground ball. I don't know. Um, but, you know, I think with Bo, sometimes it's just poor decision-making. And, and you've seen cases, we saw one, um, on opening day where he just rushed a throw that never should have been made in the first place. Sometimes a, 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 an aggressive player just needs to know when to eat the baseball um, because, you know, that can lead to big innings for, for opposing teams when you throw a ball into the dugout. So, listen, I love watching the guy hit. I think he has the ability to be at least an average, if not slightly above average defender, but that isn't showing right now. It could in time. Um, and goodness gracious, if it does, right, if over the next three years you see a marked improvement in him defensively, he's going to go out onto that free agent market and, uh, and command a, uh, a massive salary, quite obviously. What have you seen as far as the new rules over the course of the weekend? First weekend of the regular season, did you see anything that you felt really maybe pulled the game, changed it a little bit? I think it's going to grow on me. I love the pitch clock. I can't deny yeah. it. I said to Siddle the other it's day, fun. I actually wish it was on screen. Um, I know what we're doing is we're punching up the final 10 seconds of the pitch clock, but I'd actually like to see it at all times just so mm -hmm. I know 
um, you know, how much time the pitcher now has to get set and uh, figure out what pitch is going to throw him. Um, you've obviously, obviously seen a, a massive increase in the early going in stolen base attempts. And it's not that the distance between bases has changed. It's just that there's so much more room to run to. Um, and Caleb Joseph made a really interesting point uh, yesterday on Blue Jay Central. He seems to think that defensively infielders are now rushing throws because a base runner just has that extra little room to play with once they get to where they're going and, and they can be more aggressive from a, a, a running standpoint. And that might be one of the reasons why you're seeing these, uh, these throws that are, uh, are getting hurried. And when a throw is hurried, as we know from watching Bichette from time to time, they often don't end up in the glove of the first baseman. So um, I, I, look, I'm always open to change. Um, I can't deny I love a good two-hour and 27-minute game as mm. happened yesterday, despite the fact the Cardinals scored nine times. Um, so we'll see, right? We adjusted to uh, the extra inning rule. I mean, those who, who love hockey in the NHL adjusted to three-on-three three in overtime, and quite frankly, I'd never like to see it any other way. So, you know, in the next little while, I'm sure people will get used to the way it is and, uh, and grow with it, frankly. Now, the, I think the other thing, too, like you mentioned the pitch clock, and I want to see the start of it because I'm, I'm kind of fascinated to see when it starts and if there's a lot of variables. Do, would you agree Agreed. with that? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I, and I'm, look, I'm not sure why it's not on screen all the time. I, I haven't you know, gotten that far in conversations. But, um, look, we put up score. We put up miles per hour. We put up account. We put up all this other information. Why? Why don't we have the ability to see the pitch clock from the moment it begins? But I, again, you know, presentation like that is is much like implementing these rules, right? It takes time to figure out how to do it properly. So uh, we'll see. Jamie Campbell, uh, the host of Blue Jay Central on Sportsnet. Jamie, always great stuff. Thanks for this. Hey, George and Matt, I just want to quickly say uh, a couple weeks back I was in Southern Alberta. Um, and I said to friends, I'd never, ever in my life, despite the fact I lived in Edmonton for four years, I'd never driven south of Calgary. And I got an opportunity to wheel down to uh, Medicine Hat and then uh, up to Brooks mm-hmm. to uh, do some work with the Brooks Bombers yeah. of the WCBL. And let me tell you, it was an eye-opening experience for me. I loved my time there. And uh, I just wanted to say thank you to all the gracious people that I ran into on my trip. Great stuff. Season's getting closer. I think when May 27th, the Okotoks Oilers, who would kind of be our closest team for that league, get underway. Yep. So, yeah, it's it's a fun league to watch. Seaman Stadium down in Okotoks, George. Nice little ballpark. Mm. Oh, hey. Yeah. Nothing like having a local team to go and see. Yes. It's, uh, it's wonderful. Absolutely. It was yeah. the Calgary Cannons back when I was a kid? Yes. Good days. Um, Alex Rodriguez. Yes, played for, for the Calgary uh, kid. for a cup of coffee. For a cup of coffee. Yeah, came for like nine game stint or something yeah. like that. I'm sure, sure he did. was. I'm sure he was lovely to everybody. He was. Uh, yeah, and dialed yeah. in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jamie, we'll talk soon. Enjoy the series. Okay, fellas, be well. There he is, Jamie Campbell, host of Blue Jay Central on Sports on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Brought to you by Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar, using the same secret recipe since 1975. Down in at 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast. Takeout or delivery mm. at 403-248-3340. I said the Okotoks Oilers. That's the AJHL team. It's the dogs that play at Seaman Stadium. That's my fault. That's okay. Um, we got uh, thank you text line. I we got a few things, guys. and of course the.
correct you immediately. Yeah, four of them did before I can immediately. Even, yeah, uh, we uh, thank you for listening. Um, it's that time of year. Um, it's the biggest golf tournament of the year. It's the year's first major. The Masters tees up on Thursday. We're all super excited about it. And uh, we're having our annual Sportsnet 960 The Fan Masters Pool. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're going to tweet out the link to the pool we're setting up. Uh, it's free to enter. And somebody's going to win a green color designer safe made by Uscan and a rechargeable golf range finder. Prizes valued at over 550 bucks. Yes, sir. And courtesy of our friends at Calgary Lock and safe. You need the range finder. How important is that? Great stuff. Uh, remember, secure your summer fun with Calgary Lock and Safe's keyed alike padlocks for your patio. Lock up heaters, barbecues, furniture, and more with one key. Visit their showroom today. So we're going to tweet out the link at the end of the show at 960 on Twitter. You'll have until I think it is Wednesday night at 1 o'clock to get your entries in. Yeah. One entry per person. Yes. So uh, don't don't just put in a joke entry and then hope that you can do another one that's more serious. You get one entry. So that's going to be important as well. And it's a rechargeable 650-yard golf range finder. 650 yards is enough. Yeah, it's enough for you. That's enough. You're standing on the tee box of a par five that's like five and change. You can kind of <laughs> zero in on the flag if you can see it. <laughs> you think you can You think you can make it? Yeah, if you can just uh, aim that puppy right, shoot I'm gonna it I'm going to wait for the group ahead to finish putting, yeah. if you don't mind. And then you guys you, can go first. Then you duff your second shot. So we're going to tweet out the link to this pool. Maddie and I are in it. We can't win it, but we just want to see where we're going to finish. The link is also going to be on our website by end of day, sportsnet.ca. End of day. So, uh, yeah, listen, there's lots of places to go get it. But the re- main place to get it would be following George and I on Twitter. Okay, well, we will retweet Matt Rose YYC and yeah, at George Russick. At George Russick, it's a tough one to remember. Yes, at George Russick. Yeah, no, yeah. Le- no numbers. No. no. What you have a Twitter account without at least six digits at the end of your username? Well, yeah, that's that's usually the Russian bot ones yeah. I use to, to uh, inundate uh, your um, whatever. Yeah, all my all my accounts all are just filled with Russian bots yeah, chirping me. Yeah. Pretty much. And it's I all love about Twitter. golf. It's really weird. Okay. Can't wait to pay for it. Um, you guys have, there's so many here. Um, we've asked you, I believe in the flames right now. Like I believe in blank. Our sports at 960, the fan texting robot is texting McTexterson. And he joins us to wrap up the show with some of your best text messages on believing in the Calgary flames. Oh, texty. Leon drum Heller. I believe in the flames right now like I believe Carrie Underwood is going to hit me up for a date at Chuck E. Cheese. Ooh. <laughs> I like how Lee's thinking Chuck E. Cheese would yeah. be the destination where Carrie Underwood's walking into. Well, that's the spot that I think really makes it unbelievable because the first part, you're like, hey, maybe he would. Yeah. Maybe Carrie Underwood would be interested in what he has to offer. And Carrie Underwood's like, oh, look at the grease on Lee's face right oh, now. I yeah. just want to lick it off I can him. tell he just ate three cheese pizzas yeah. all by himself. Man, he just made two shots in a row at the hoop shot game. Wow, do you see him whack those moles? Yes. Whack them. Continue. Brad in Calgary, I believe in the flames like I believe in <laughs> Must be sung in Cher's voice. Yes. I like it, Brad. Hit it again. Hit the believe thing again there, GV. Brad in Calgary. I believe in the flames like I believe Must be sung in Cher's voice. It is. You got to believe in the flames. All right, more from Texty. Cass in Lethbridge. I believe in the flames like I believe my high school crush was, quote, the one. 
<laughs> the one. Yeah, I like that. Rough times, bro. Yeah, um, go back to uh, dating people you did in earlier in life, and you're like, what was I thinking? What happened there? What was she thinking? Exactly. That was usually it. Well, probably, mm. especially when it comes to you and I. Yeah. Continue. Nice. John in Dover, I believe in the flames right now like I believe in the weather channel when it says it's going to be in the pluses next week. GV, that's the first thing GVP told me this morning. George, going to be like 20 degrees next nice. week. Should be nice. Should, Should be, be nice. Jolfin season's upon I us. I love it. Uh, how many more you got here, Alex? Uh, seven. Seven Ooh, more. Oh, my goodness. Whoa. Okay, let's go. Pitter Chris a couple in more. Southwood, I believe in the flames like George Rosick believes that daylight savings time indicates the start of the golf season. There you go. <laughs> uh, it's daylight saving time. No S. Sick, dude. Yeah, that's just that's being a total excellent news. That's that's just totally being a richer. Can we make sure that we put that in the podcast? Can we clip listen? That? Can we clip that for socials? Just because <laughs> I think you know we're, we 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 you know turn the clocks ahead. Uh huh. Sun's out longer. Sun's out. Golf guns out. Golf season's like around the corner. Like, why can't I be optimistic? Why do I always got to be negative, Ned? Why do people always got to <laughs> rain on my parade? Hey, I think I'd... why? Like what? Like why? Why do I got to live my life with the glass half empty when I can look at it half full? That's a great point. I love to be the optimist. Yeah. So why it's... can't I say, hey, this beautiful city of Calgary? I just want to go out there and golf you again. Listen, we've seen a lot of things while we're doing the show today. Yeah. But one of them is a little bit of grass on the other yes. side of the street. And, and you I... know what that means? Golf. golf. And I see snows melting all over the place. You in know this what city. that means? Golf. No, yeah, no, we were gonna do it again there, no. but it's fine. No. Okay, whatever. I missed the cue. Okay, another one. <sighs> so Alex. hard to do. Brennan in Bridgeland. You. I believe in the flames, like Alex believes. Esports are an actual sport. <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know if that means he believes in them or not. <laughs> How did that? No, that I believe that that Alex believes I was serious when I said so people should Alex leave ten minute voicemails. Believes that it's a sport, so he believes like Alex. All right, let's which keep means going. He also believes they're going to the playoffs. Let's keep going. Dustin in Calgary. I believe in the Flames, like I believe GVP's poem was one hundred percent factual. <laughs> Confirmed factual. Fake news. <laughs> Sorry, GVP. Fake news. There were. There were some maybe truths that were stretched. Yeah. Truths that were stretched. Um, you know what we should do? Is the S belong on that one? Or um, you know what we should do? Um, the text message we we didn't get to, we Which should one? tack them on to the end of our podcast. Okay, sure. You want to do that today, Alex? Yep. They'll be right on after this. Um, because So there's wh- bonus podcast content. What are we doing? So you're saying that if we go get the podcast on yep. Google, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, wherever you get your favorite podcatcher. Then you get bonus. Yeah, we'll get some more text messages that we didn't get to, and maybe the ones that we couldn't play. <gasps> so we'll do that. Because they're kind of edgy. For tomorrow, I asked you um, on our own voicemail line. We already have some in the holster for tomorrow. We, we'd love for you to call it. 403-407-0238 or 403-4070-BET. Your best Daryl Sutter impression. Please. We want to play those tomorrow in the 6 o'clock hour. Flames Hawks tomorrow. Tee yeah. it up with sets. So uh yeah, we'll uh we'll we'll fire them some more text messages on the old podcast. Check out the big show um podcast, uh wherever you get your favorite podcast. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Enjoy the beautiful day in Calgary. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's George and Maddie from the big show. Matt, say hi. Hi. Um, we didn't get to all bye. your text. No, no bye yet. Not we yet. We didn't get to all your text over. messages um that I said uh I believe in the flames right now, like I believe in blank. 
Uh, here's some bonus text messages courtesy of our Sportsnet 960 to fan text reading robot texting McTexerson uh-huh. that we didn't get to. Yeah. So enjoy that right now. Bonus coverage. Chris in the cliff. I believe in the flames like I believe in Bigfoot. Believe it when I see it. Ian in Citadel. I believe in the flames like I believe my mom when she used to say don't swim after you eat, like I believe her, but I also don't want to test the theory and poop myself in the pool. Steve in Airdrie, I believe in the flames like I believe my wife shouldn't have had a kid with her ex, he's the worst. Laura in Millrise, I believe in the flames like I believe OJ didn't do it, 